Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. Welcome back to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Make sure you're getting this podcast each and every week. Subscribe, rate and review it, and share it with all of your friends. Well, this week I'm pushing pause on the subject of dream interpretation, something I discussed in my last two podcasts and something I will continue beginning again next week. But this week, let's talk about when prophetic words fail. There were several prophetic words from known prophets that went public on Christian media and on social media stating that Donald Trump would win this 2020 election. The majority of these prophetic words were clear. They were not muddy. They were not timeline subjective. They were not presented as being a condition of prayer. They were concise statements of a 2020 election win. This leaves us an important question to answer. Since the election didn't happen as prophesied, are these prophets false prophets or did they make a mistake? But before we go there, make sure you have a copy of my latest book, Prophetic Secrets. Get this book in the USA and now in Australia. Go to jenniferevaz.com and hit the Shop USA or Shop Australia tab. Now back to our topic, when prophetic words fail. Again, since the election didn't happen as prophesied, are these prophets false prophets or did they make a mistake? Before we presume a false prophet designation, let's make sure we know what a false prophet is. A prophet is designated false mostly because of poor character and a lack of relationship with God. It is not because they said a wrong prophetic word. Now, obviously, if a prophet continues to give predictive prophecies that do not come to pass, then sensible people would stop hearing them prophetically. That's common sense. In regard to poor character, however, a false prophet operates from a selfish agenda, an evil motive, and or has issues of morals. For example, we read about Balaam in the Old Testament who could prophesy and cause a supernatural outcome, but was financially motivated. Balaam would prophesy based on who paid him and then prophesy what he was being paid to prophesy. We also read in 1 Kings 22 about the king of Israel's court prophets, about 400 men, and how they responded to the king when inquired of. They were bankrolled and thus would prophesy the will of the king and not the will of God. 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 6 says this, Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said to them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to fight, or shall I refrain? So they said, Go up, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. As the story continues, there was a true prophet, Micaiah, who was also summoned to stand before the king of Israel, as well as Jehoshaphat in regards to this same battle. This prophet had a different prophetic vision and communicated how they would not win that battle. Can you guess whose prophetic word came to pass? It was Micaiah's. He was not motivated by the fear of man, but motivated by the fear of the Lord. He was a true prophet. There were a handful of these prophets who said Donald Trump would win the 2020 election that I know personally and have ministered with or have invited them to minister at my church in the past. I can comfortably say they are moral people who love God and sincerely believe they heard him. Some have apologized and recanted, others have not, and unfortunately, don't plan to. For those who apologize and recanted, I want to personally say thank you for your display of integrity. No prophet gets it right 100% of the time. What's important through this process is humility and the ability to say, I'm sorry. What is equally important is that the body of Christ, the church, extend grace, love, and restoration towards these prophets. We are all being tested here, not just 
just the prophets. If possible, I would love to read something or hear something from the prophets who had the integrity to apologize as to why they missed that word. For example, one prophet wrote online that he did not check the prophetic word with the Lord prior to communicating it. He said that he joined the prophetic voices and echoed what they were saying. I took note of that honest admission and I have respect for that. Others who did not apologize believed that they were absolutely right, but the system failed God's prophetic word somehow. Others believed the election was stolen, and that's the reason for their word not happening. Others claim it will happen later, even though they specifically said Donald Trump would win the 2020 election. What we want to do is line everything up to scripture to decide if that is a right conclusion or not. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 21 and 22, it says, And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has broken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. This passage is clear to those who said Donald Trump would win the 2020 election, that it did not come to pass. We can't make excuses for that or rework that prophetic word after the fact. Finally, some prophets have pointed the finger back to the church, claiming there was not enough faith and not enough prayer as a reason the prophetic word failed. May I caution you on this assertion? It trickles down to less mature leaders and sets the stage for spiritual abuse. For example, a leader who prophesies something to a congregant and it doesn't happen might then repeat your words and excuse their error by saying, you must not have prayed. You must not have enough faith. Simply put, we can't finger point. We have to fully own an error. Mature prophets own their mistakes. So what happened? How did so many prophets miss it? Let me give you a few things that I believe contributed to this mistake. Number one is personal bias. I wrote in my book, Prophetic Secrets, personal agendas, biases, and preferences can sound like the voice of God inside of us if we do not continuously submit our heart motives to the Holy Spirit and to the washing of the written word. I also believe that if God has called you as a prophet to government, you have to be politically neutral to do this well. Personal biases and preferences will do a voiceover and you'll prophesy your preference and not what God is saying. I would like to also assert that we should raise a new guardrail in the prophetic and not prophesy presidential elections. It causes you to take a side. It causes too much division. The second thing is echoing. As I said, one prophet already admitted to this. He had echoed what other prophets were saying and had not sought the Lord personally. I also took note of the times I heard a phrase on the conservative news that began to echo through the prophets and social media as if it were a prophetic word. Due to the viral nature of social media, false prophetic words and echoed words will pick up steam and circulate very fast. This is ungodly communication and something we need to not do. The third thing is presumption. President Trump stood for certain values. He decried abortion. He was pro-Israel. He supported the church and he was pictured over and over as receiving prayer from top charismatics. Based on this criteria, presumption would lead some prophets to believe that he must be God's choice. This would then lead prophets to give a presumptive word. The fourth thing is emotional and mental unhealth. Healthy prophets will have visions from God. Unhealthy ones will have hallucinations and believe it's God's voice. I wouldn't say this about every prophet, but it's something that needs to be said and examined. Prophets who act crazy do so because they are crazy. It's not a peculiarity of the office. Prophets need to be diligent to not neglect their mental health. 
For those prophets who insist they are right and are still stirring it up in a divisive way, what I want to present to the body of Christ is to examine any statements now being made that reflect cult thinking. I grew up in a cult and I was subjected to cult thinking. For that reason, I can identify it when it presents itself. Anytime a prophet suggests that you will receive divine retribution, punishment, death, or harm if you come against them by communicating disbelief of their prophetic word, that prophet has crossed that line. It's really important to be able to move forward. And here are a few things to help us do just that. Number one, be in unity. Jesus prayed for us to be one and not divided. He said in John 17, verse 20 and 21, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. We also read in Psalm 133, the blessings of being in unity. They are the anointing, the refreshing, and God's blessing being released upon us. If politics causes you to be verbally abusive, hyper-reactive toward others, then it's a bad spirit. It's a spirit of offense, and it causes deep division. People used politics as an excuse to cyber-bully, cyber-stalk, cyber-threaten, trespass on private property, to steal or destroy. This is horribly demonic and the polar opposite of God's standard for unity. Number two, love people you don't agree with. I hold a biblical prayer pattern for presidents and those in authority. I might have a different opinion about everything they do, but I'm really capable of praying biblical prayers for them. First Timothy chapter two, verses one and two says, therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. As I pray, over this message and asked for God's heart for you and the different areas of conflict, I had a supernatural encounter. God supernaturally filled me with his heart for President Joe Biden. He really loves him. I felt it very strongly and was not expecting anything like that to happen. I hope you can experience this too. You'll stop being angry and feeling stolen from. You will sincerely start praying how God really wants you to pray for him and it'll come from a genuine place. Start praying for God's heart and see what happens. It will change everything thing. Thanks again for joining me for Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Help me get this podcast and other resources around the globe. Go to jenniferevaz.com and hit the donate tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com.